0: Every year the ordained reverence of one Buddhism gather in retreat at various locations around the world. This year about 60 kyomunims from South America, Canada and the US had our annual meditation retreat and conference at the One Dharma Center in upstate New York. For me, this year's retreat was an interesting and adventurous one. The adventure began two weeks ago, right after our children's summer camp. With a flight delay from Raleigh, six hours after the scheduled departure, I found myself in the last row of a plane bound for La Guardia. On the bumpy flight, I started to feel unwell. Once we arrived in New York, Reverend Xiang, Reverend Sean, and I took a taxi to the One Dharma Center, a three-hour drive through rush-hour traffic from New York City to One Dharma Center. Upon arrival that night, I had a headache and sore throat, and I did not sleep well. The next morning, in the middle of a silent meditation with all the other reverence, I felt nauseous and dizzy, so I decided to walk out quietly and get some fresh air. But after a few steps, thump, I passed out and hit the floor like a dead frog. Repeat. (laughs) <laughs> Soon, the news of my collapse spread across the retreat campus. When I came to, I felt very weak, and, but tested negative for COVID. All the reverends worried about my health, and about 15 of them stopped by from time to time to give acupuncture and acupressure treatments, as well as healing massages. Didn't I pick a good place to get sick? <laughs> <laughs> Compassionate care and grace from fellow beings is truly healing. It was amazing that each Kyomunim who offered a healing touch brought a unique, vital energy. I felt vulnerable and tears often flowed while I received their loving care. Each session with them felt like a release of karmic blockage that had been compressed within me. When my energy level became strong enough, I was able to join community meals. At one meal, Venerable Chuk San-nim, the Head Dharma Master of One Buddhism of the U.S., approached me with his bright smiles and said, You are back now. Please take it easy and rest well. Your well-being is essential to One Buddhist community. The way he looked into my eyes and how he said this, uplifted my spirit. The powerful healing energy of His mere presence took me by surprise. I was grateful for all the attention I received, but regretted that I missed most of the retreat programs. At the beginning of every retreat I lead, I instruct participants to let go of their expectations. (laughs) However, here at the gyeongmo retreat, I realized that I had created my own expectations. I was looking forward to meditating with my colleagues, exploring dharma with them, and hiking together. Because of my expectations, I was disappointed. But at the same time, I was deeply grateful to recover my health in such a loving, supportive community. And later, in my own pace, I was able to spend a good amount of time slowly walking in nature, alone. Because of my weak energy, I had to walk slowly and mindfully. Walking slowly was part of my recovery and rehabilitation. These slow walks helped me experience that meditation is here now. In past Kyomunyams retreat, I usually walked fast with a sense of obligation to be on time. If I walked in late, I felt embarrassed for my tardiness. This time I was simply present with my walking, free from the expectation of norms. I let go of a let go of reaching a destination at a set time. There were many tiny wildflowers across the meadows at the Ritual Center. Each one seemed to smile and wave at me when I walked by. A mantra arose in my heart. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. Throughout this healing journey, I felt more connected with the grace of nature and the grace of fellow beings. The principle of indebtedness to fellow beings is described in one Buddhist scripture like this. If we wish most easily to understand the grace we have received from fellow beings, we must first consider whether we could live alone in a place that has no people, no animals, and no plants. Anyone could acknowledge that this is not possible. If we cannot live without the help of fellow beings and the provisions supplied by fellow beings, where would there be a grace greater than that? After the cumonim's retreat, we had conference meetings for two days. The main discussion themes were how to successfully share one dharma in the Americas, how to formulate regulations for ordained and lay teachers in the U.S., what the limitations and hopes for the gyohadan practice communities in one Buddhism, merging the Berkeley and San Francisco temples into a single, stronger Dharma community. On the last day of the conference, I was honored to be a presenter for the topic, Secret Source for Successfully Spreading One Dharma in North America. My presentation was well-received. Based upon my experience in North Carolina, I shared 15 aspects that can help spread one dharma in North America. After the presentation, some Kyomunim said that my eyes were sparkling and I looked fully recovered. I expressed my gratitude to all the Kyomunims for their healing support, which graced me with the energy necessary to make my contribution. I also realized that behind my presentation, here in our community in North Carolina and beyond, you had my back. Your sincere practice holds down the fort which allows me to share the vibrancy of our temple's practice with a great joy and confidence. This gave hope to other reverence and was encouraging for the future of One Buddhism in North America. At the end of our conference, we also had a Q&A time with the Venerable Chun San nim the head dharma master of a worldwide One Buddhism, who was visiting from Korea. Then, Reverend Choi, who is one of the most delightful reverends at One Dharma Center, drove us to LaGuardia Airport, another three-hour trip. Through pouring rain, she drove and sang to us. We stopped at a McDonald's parking lot to enjoy the lunch she had kindly packed for us. It was yummy and felt like a happy picnic meal. As soon as we were dropped off at the airport, we learned that our flight back to North Carolina had been canceled. In fact, most of the flight from the New York area had been canceled. We are told that the next available flight would be in three days. So we decided to go to the Manhattan Temple for an overnight stay. Meanwhile, Reverend Sean desperately searched for a rental car Mm -hmm. to drive home. The Manhattan Temple is located on 57th. 7th Street in the middle of the city. Nearby, there was a tiny park where people walked their dogs. But everywhere else, all we could see were tall buildings. No trees, just a forest of buildings everywhere. In no time, I realized that I truly am a simple country girl. (laughs) (laughs) who prefers to be in nature. (laughs) In the middle of Manhattan, the air is polluted, and the city noise is incessant. I feel a great respect for those who live and work in this difficult environment. My great admiration goes to Reverend Park, who works at the Manhattan Temple, She plays several significant roles there. She is a Buddhist chaplain at Columbia and New York Universities, a representative of One Buddhism to the United Nations as a religious NGO, the president of the Buddhist Council of New York, and she manages the One Buddhism Now YouTube channel. After one night's rest at the Manhattan Temple, we took a taxi to a car rental place. After waiting for a while, we finally got a car. Rental cars in New York City were very scarce, so some people in line cheered for our success. (laughs) During our time in Manhattan, we are joined by Mr. Choi, a late representative of one Buddhism in the U.S., whose flight home to Miami had also been canceled. Once we had the rental car, he insisted on treating us to a traditional Korean breakfast. Driving through the Times Square, we went to a street full of Korean businesses and restaurants. After a good breakfast, we departed New York around 9.30 and arrived home 12 hours later. Home, sweet home. (laughs) Ah, there is no place like it. (laughs) My retreat trip to New York included drama and trauma, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Airport meditation is not easy, especially when you are not feeling well. But in the midst of a trouble and trial, grace arose from harm. Grace arose from harm again and again. I had many opportunities to reality check my level of equanimity. The whole trip became a trip of mind practice. Dear friends, do you feel as if your life is sometimes like my journey? My trip to New York can be a microcosm of my experience as we move through life. What expectations do you have? What challenges arise? Who helps us? And how do we learn to rely on grace to buoy us up, to heal us, and to move us forward? We know in the blessing of a community, we receive and we give. We give and we receive grace